everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. Hank, I am your father. What? Nah, I'm not. <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson is hilarious. What the mother father spaniel's going on here? Paws of Fury, only in theaters this Friday. Rated PG. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Change your vehicle's oil before your summer road trip and save money now with Pennzoil and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic for just $22.95 after mail-in rebate. Save money and protect your engine against sludge and wear with the synthetic oil change. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network and on the Exxon Broadcast Network and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email Exxon at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Peter Kling. We had the pleasure of having Peter on the show before. And uh, Peter joined the scientific and biblical knowledge uh, together to uncover the mystery, and that's in quotations, that religion has tried to keep hidden for over 2,000 years. Peter says, and this is a quote from Peter, My research started almost 30 years ago. A thought came to me one day, if the Bible was really written for the generation who were living in the last days, then there should be plenty of evidence that could be proven either scientifically or historically and free from religious dogma. Joining me now is uh, Peter Kling. And Peter, nice having you back with us here in the X-Zone. Rob, absolutely my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for the introduction. Peter, tell us about the science of the Bible. Uh, Let's start with God. Now, can you give us a scientific explanation for God? Well, yes, I can. You you know, you brought up a a good question. The science of the Bible without religious dogma, as I mentioned. And here is a key point, and here's where we're going to start off. And really, what is God? Uh, using the Bible, God says about himself that he is the Alpha and the Omega. Mm-hmm. Before him there was nothing, there, and after him there was nothing. Let's say this is a true statement. Science tells us in the world of physics that you can neither create matter nor destroy matter. You can only change its form. That's right. So if both, 
statements are true, then at one time God must have been the sum of all matter in its most pure form and state. So think of a single dimension, a single plurality, uh, a singularity, and it all has to do with pure matter. All right, now, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this then. Is it possible that God was in fact the Big Bang? God, uh, well, boy, that, that's a good question. That's a yes and no question. God was not the Big Bang. And how we know that is that God said that the first thing that he created was Jesus. Jesus was his firstborn. Mm -hmm. Now, no doubt uh, energy had to be bled off to create the Big that's Bang. That's right. But let's, let's go one step. Let's, I want to take this one step forward. We talked about Jesus. The Bible talks about three other life forms, three other intelligent life forms, cherubs, seraphs, and angels. Now, think about the Big Bang, and let's, let's think about one other thing here. Let's think about string theory, or M-theory. M-theory says that parallel universes are more than likely, not just possible, but more than likely. It says, string theory says that in order for our three-dimensional world to exist, there needs to be seven other dimensions. Okay, with that set up, why we have a universe, the humans have a universe devoid of intelligent life outside of our own, as far as we can tell. Why it couldn't the same thing be true for the cherubs? All right, let's ask that question. Uh, let's ask that question and answer it again on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes. Peter Kling is my special guest. Great having you back with us, Peter. I thoroughly enjoyed the last time you were with us, and I'm happy that you're able to join us so that we can further discuss this very, very interesting topic. Peter's uh, website, www.peterkling.com. That's P-E-T-E-R-K-L-I-N-G.com. A lot of food for thought in this hour in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network and the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. 
but the question has always been, how do you do it? Well, now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.x. ZBN.net. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Peter Kling is my special guest, Exonation. He's the author of Letters to Earth, You Can Survive Armageddon. His website is www.peterkling.com. That's P-E-T-E-R-K-L-I-N-G.com. Peter, before we went away to our commercial break, we were talking about the string theory and parallel universes. Yes. Dr. Mikio Kaku made an interesting statement one time. Uh, he said that we could be standing in our living room, we're sitting in our living room watching TV, mm-hmm. and in a parallel universe, a T-Rex could be running right through our living room, and we would never know it because it was in a parallel universe. And that started me thinking, you know, uh, we've got three other life forms besides humans that the Bible talks about. These are intelligent life forms, very powerful life forms. Why couldn't they live in parallel universes too? And there's no reason why they couldn't. Now, the interesting thing is, if God is the center of all energy, he would also be the most massive thing in existence. Hence, the most massive, he would also have the greatest gravitational pull. So he could be sitting in the middle of everything, watching all four universes rotate around, quote, the throne of God, or the center of the very power that he possesses. Interesting concept. Is it possible that God is just a metaphor for the existence of all that is, the existence of all that has been, and the existence of all that will be? Um, I kind of doubt that, because if you go to uh, what's recorded in the book of Exodus, God is actually talking to Moses, and he says... Uh, tell your people, and you have to remember, uh, the nation of Israel was in the land of Egypt for 300 or for 400 years now, and they started off being the family of the second most powerful man of Egypt. So they were Egyptians. Mm-hmm. And Moses asked God, well, who should I tell your people that who you are? And God said, uh, tell them that I am Yahweh, or Jehovah, which means he who causes to become. So that shows purpose. 
he who causes to become. There's also something else that's interesting. If you go to what Jesus said when he was asked what was the greatest commandment, he said you must love God or Yahweh, your God, with your whole heart, soul, and mind. Again, doing something with purpose. It was real. We have painted a, a picture of the gods based on our ancestors. So now that we've tried to smarten up a little bit, it's gotten to the point where, okay, uh, we need another explanation because the gods aren't cutting it today. The gods are mystical. The gods are full of nonsense. And the church has got more dogma than, than we even want to hear anymore. Yeah. The church has got internal problems that it can't handle. And it's going to run our lives? Please. Where are the UFOs? Come save us. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got some very bad news for people out there who are waiting for UFOs. They're not going to be coming. <laughs> okay. Now, now let me ask you this thing. Where did the human race come from? Do you believe we evolved or were we created? Well, if you look again, let's go right back to the Bible. If the okay. Bible is the Word of God, it ain't going to contain lies. And right in Genesis, right in the beginning, Genesis 2, chapter 2, verses 21 and 22, and a lot of people know this. We talked about it briefly before on the previous show. Mm -hmm. God caused a sleep to fall over the man, and he removed a rib. He built a woman from this rib, and he presented her to the man. God took a tissue sample and genetically engineered Adam's twin sister. Uh, if we evolved, it wouldn't have that passage in there. If we were created miraculously, why remove the rib? So, so, right so let there, me see. Genetic engineering, intelligence, intelligent involvement. So, so let me see. What we're saying is that Adam and Eve were brother and sister. So, therefore, so therefore, there was there was incest right from the very beginning. Not exactly. Uh, you, they weren't brother and sister. Eve was Adam's cloned twin. See, the Bible, the Bible says that God created man, mm -hmm. but Eve was cloned. And she was cloned from Adam. And the Bible is very specific on that. God removed the tissue sample. He took the tissue sample, he built it into a woman. Where did the DNA come from? It goes right back to Adam. So, yeah, uh, if you want to consider that, you know, that you could even, you could paint that a lot of different ways. But, yeah, you could say that the human race started through incest. So, but in, but in order for this theory to hold any ground... That would mean that God would have had to have used the same procedure of creation on every single living organism on this planet. Okay, let's take a look at four-limbed creatures. doesn't make any difference whether you're a fish that, that, that looks like you're crawling out of the water today, and boy, they, they still exist. Look at mud puppies. Uh -huh. But take any four-limbed creature, including humans, and we're talking about dogs, cats, right down to fish, lizards, mm -hmm. amphibians. We all have the basic same DNA. The major difference is where the switches are turned off and on at. So if you create, you've got a, a chemical, essentially a, a chemical computer, a biological computer, and all you're doing is turning off and turning on switches, and guess what? You don't need a real, a different formula for everything that you have. Well, you've got one basic formula that you can manipulate genetically. Instead of re re recreating the wheel, you just add more spokes. 
All right, so let me get back to that question. That would mean that God would have had to create every organism separately, not not because I, you know, like what what you're trying to tell me if if I'm understanding is well, that God just turned on certain switches and turned off other switches uh, throughout the entire species, uh, the animal species, the reptilian species, the fish, and created let, everything let, so differently. Let's go back. Let, let's go back to the to the very beginning. Okay. Okay. Sure. Genesis in Genesis the first chapter, it's right after the Big Bang, the first Genesis one one. In the beginning, God created heavens and earth. Bang. Mm -hmm. The next thing that happens is God's spirit moves to and fro over the watery deep. Something happens and energy takes place and assembles very simple single-cell animals which hang around for almost a billion years. Right up, this is the, the, the uh, oh, uh, pre-Cambrian era. Then all of a sudden, life explodes. There's more species, more variety of species on the face of the earth than ever since. Trilobites, one little trilobite. There's actually over 17,000 different kinds of trilobites. Uh, we don't have that variety today in anything, and that was just one species. So now if we go back to Genesis, the command is given. So God said, let the seas put forth swarms. Bang, you got the Cambrian period. Now let's let's look at these other life forms, the cherubs, the seraphs, and the angels. Well, just just let just uh -huh. let me ask you a question here because we're running very fast uh, uh, out of time here in this segment. If God is all powerful, all knowing, and the Creator, why did He not create man the way we are today? Why did He create us the way we must have looked way back when, prior to the Cro-Magnon? Why okay. did why didn't he um, just create us the, into being the perfect beings that we think we are today? Well, actually, we're not as perfect as we used to be. We were created according to our our environment, and if you look at our, at the fossil record as mm -hmm. it comes up, yeah, you you go from ancient man up to Neanderthal man, and then Neanderthal commingles with Cro-Magnon, and then somehow they all disappear, and modern man appears. And right after modern man appears, civilization appears on the plains of Mesopotamia. So there's something fishy going on that science can't really answer, but the Bible isn't telling us either. See, the, it, the Bible is, is a, is a uh, need-to-know book. Or is the Bible the work of over-imaginative scribes who needed to write something down in order to try and explain to the people of way back when their existence, and it has nothing to do with reality. Um, history doesn't bear that out, Rob. History but his, doesn't bear that out. But history doesn't, uh, science doesn't bear out the hypothesis of the Bible. Well, uh, let's investigate this a little further. Let's take a look. Let's, let's go back and look at, the, at what the Bible is actually telling us, because... Uh, it's, it tells us that there's other life forms, and then it also brings in this, quote, devil who's, who changes mankind, who becomes this wicked influence in mankind. Well, of course, uh, because it, as, as I see it, the devil was invented in order to, in order for mankind to have an scapegoat so that he could blame the, his actions on this, this demonic entity 
That is all negative. Rob, Rob, you're spouting church dogma. Let's look at scientific fact. Okay? Let's look at scientific fact. Uh, We can't prove the existence of the devil. And you can't prove the existence of God either. That's right. So what we have, so what we have to do is assemble our best hypothesis on what both of those are, based on the information available. Now, we've got two places to look for information. We have the archaeological record, mm-hmm. and we have a book which is quote the Word of God, which seems to have existed over a course of. Uh, almost 4,000 years. Hey, and I've got to yeah. tell you something. That goes to show that a good book with a good editor and a bunch of different authors combining their stories will be a bestseller of all times. I'll be back on the yeah. other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Exxon Nation, Peter Kling is our special guest. www.peterkling.com And he's the author of Letters to Earth, you can survive Armageddon. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go in. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, sense this product is a real winner to learn more about 123 ready tv visit our website at www.xzbn.net peter kling is our special guest www.peterkling.com he's the author of letters to earth you can survive armageddon once again his website is www.peterkling.com peter the way i look at it is you had all these people way back when They had all these stories that were written to try and explain our existence on this planet. The devil, as far as I'm concerned, was concocted in order for humans to have an escape goat. And when we look at the 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 success of the Bible, well, it's got great marketing. Look at its corporate headquarters. Vatican. Look at all. Look at all the 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 members of the board of directors, the cardinals, and look at all the shareholders, Christians. You know the the book isn't in its original form. It's been edited over the years. We don't know what has been left out, 
but we do know what has been left in. So how can we take this? How can we take this as the word of God, since God did not write it? Humans did. Okay, let's take a, let's take a look at the evidence that we have just in print. Let's forget about who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take it as a historical document. But how can we take it as a historical document when we can't validate it as a historical document? It's a hypothesis well, act- that it's, his, a- it's act- historical. Actually, uh, the Bible's been used to locate historical digs. As a matter of fact, um, one of the there was um, an Assyrian king. Uh, it wasn't Artaxerxes. It was it was a different one? And I don't recall uh, Sennacherib. The Bible had the only the only known name of Sennacherib, and he was considered to be a myth up until they found his temple. I mean his uh, his uh, palace, and then all of a sudden the Bible validated something. Whenever archaeologists years ago, when the Bible still had some credibility, archaeologists would start with the Bible first to see what it said about places, and then they would go and find those places according to what was written. So we have to realize one thing: we are now living in a time period where the culmination of the degradation of the Bible is at its peak. What I mean by that, the Bible has lost all credibility as any kind of a book. Even though it's still a good seller, people still buy it every day. Uh, Science, starting essentially from about the Age of Enlightenment, around the the time of Isaac Newton, who was a great Bible scholar, by the way, and who actually figured out, uh, he came up with the right formula, for Armageddon, he just started at the wrong date. <laughs> but anyway, Isaac Newton and his father and and his those who came after him essentially continued to to invalidate the Bible or invalidate religion, not necessarily the Bible, but invalidate the religious dogma of the church through the Age of Enlightenment. And out of the Age of Enlightenment, you had groups like the Freemasons, which formed, which actually came out of the Knights Templar. Mm-hmm. You had the Illuminati, which formed, which was allegedly destroyed, but somehow seems to still be around after 200 years. And you have also uh, the political goings-on within Europe at that time, with the takeover of the banking families of, of <laughs> the banking families versus the monarchies, uh, which pretty much culminated in this century, in the 20th century. Uh, the Bolshevik Revolution and the death of the Tsar and his family was essentially, was allegedly foretold by the Rothschild family, uh, by the head of the Rothschild family, back in 1814. And the reason for that was is that they tried to form a European Union after the Napoleonic Wars. Uh, the Rothschilds controlled pretty much all the economy of Europe, except for the economy of Russia, and the Tsar wouldn't go along with their plans, so uh, they basically put a hit out on the Tsar. And the, uh, the, I forget exactly which Rothschild it was, but he said, my descendants will destroy your descendants. And in 1917, after Russia's got a war on both fronts, a Bolshevik revolution, which is which was essentially a Hebrew move, a Zionist movement against Russia, let's get it right, a Zionist movement against Russia, turned around and killed the Tsar and his family mm. and set up set up Russia as a communist state. Now, uh, here's an interesting thing. 
the the flag of Israel is a Zionist symbol. It doesn't even it it, it represents it shows what is known as the star of Raphan or the star of Molech. Molech was a god that required live human sacrifices in a holocaust. All right, hold on here. You or, said you hold on here. You said that Raphan was a god. Yes, Raphan was a star god that came out of Egypt with the with the Israelites or with the Hebrew nation at the time of the Exodus. Now, if you go to Acts seven, uh, if you go to Acts seven forty two and forty three, mm-hmm. uh, the the prophet Stephen is is uh, arguing with the Sanhedrin, the the Jewish High Court, and he's quoting Amos, and he says. Uh, and Amos is, is speaking for God, and he says, Was it to me who you sacrificed for 40 years though, in the wilderness, O Israel? No, it was to Molech and the star god Raphan. Because of this, I will send you far away into Babylon. And, and as history bore out, uh, in 607, King Nebuchadnezzar conquered Jerusalem and burned the city to the ground. Okay, now, there was no... Th- this this god Raphan wasn't wasn't materialized, wasn't solid. It was a myth. No, it, it wasn't. He was a myth. Now, where did these myth gods come from? The same place... You go back... The same place that... mythology? The same place that the Greeks... The Greek gods came from. The same place... Thank you. The same Thank place... You. The yeah. same place that God and Jesus came from. The mind of people. The legends okay. of old. The folklore let's, let's, of old. Let's let's look at the Greek. Let's look at Greek mythology. I, and you you hit you hit a good nail on the head here. Zeus was the god, the chief of the gods. And what did Zeus do? Zeus loved women, yeah. and he fathered lots of kids, not just Hercules. He fathered lots of kids. Let's go back to what the Bible says. Pre-flood, and the Book of Enoch also says says this. And the Book of Enoch is one of the apocryphal texts, not part of the of the normal Bible. Although the Catholic Douay version does have the Book of Enoch in it. If you read the Book of Enoch, it reads like a like a chapter out of Star Wars. Um, but Enoch said that the sons of the true God, and the Bible says the sons of the true God were marrying women. They were materializing. Enoch said that they could change from the form of fire to the form of man and back. Now, let's see. Where have we seen a person change from the form of energy or fire to the form of man and then back? Um, gee, beam me up, Scotty. Transporters. Now, were they being transported from one uh, dimension into another? Good question. We don't know that. Science says it's possible. But, you know, since science says it's possible, but there's no physical evidence, that, in my book, is fantasy. But the the mathematics are there. The mathematics are there. Just because we don't understand the mathematics, just because we don't have the machinery to get past Mm -hmm. the third dimension, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. All right, but once again, using mathematics, once, once once again, using mathematics, you can come up with a mathematical equation for anything. That doesn't make it real. It doesn't make it real. It only makes it possible. All right. So what's the, you know just because something is possible doesn't mean that it was actually real and that it really happened. Okay. Well, well let's let's bring up something very fundamental here. Let's okay. let's let's look at the difference between God and quote the devil, or I like to give them all first names: Jehovah and Lucifer. Make okay. it more personal. 
Now, if the Earth was, if life on Earth was genetically engineered, mm-hmm. God wasn't going to do it himself and have everybody standing around with their wings in their pockets, basically. He was going to give commands. If you were putting up a high-rise and you were the owner of this piece of property, you would be giving out commands. You wouldn't be laying bricks, pouring cement, or putting steel together. All right, you God had the white helmet. God yep, was God the former. God white helmet. All right. Okay. God has white helmet. God says, uh, Lucifer, you're in charge of this project. You get a white helmet, too. Uh, Ezekiel says that, that is comparing Lucifer to the king of Tyre and the king of science is that you, uh, Tyre and Sidon, and says he was beautiful. He roamed the earth. He became self-glorious. He became enamored with himself, and he thought, gee, humans are going to come here. Uh, they don't know what, that God exists because they're going to be confined to a three-dimensional world. Why don't I turn around and steal this building for myself, which is essentially, according to the Bible, what happens. So now let's say Lucifer is in charge. So he, is, he assigns the seraphs to, as supervisors to make sure that different areas are being taken care of. And the seraphs are making sure that the angels are doing their proper job in genetic engineering, giving them poetic license. He put one angel in charge of, humming, uh, of, charge of birds, and he builds everything from a hummingbird to a condor. How does he do it? He manipulates the genetic code. And you know what? A hummingbird is never going to give birth to a condor, nor vice versa. Hummingbirds, humming eagles, or humming condors do not exist. Uh, and any time there's a mutation in nature, the predators are quick to eat it. I've never seen a three-legged chicken around in a, on a farm. Usually the fox is going to wind up getting it sooner or later. So I don't go with the whole mutation theory. Uh, unless you got a mass mutation happening at the same time, and that could be done by genetic engineering. It fits. It fits. Even the, even David said, my, bo- the, my body parts are numbered. Mm-hmm. He knew there was a code to his to what made up his oh, body. We're, we're surmising. We're surmising that that is what he meant. What we're doing is we're taking the the words of ancients, putting them into today's today's vocabulary and manipulating what we believe they have said to fit the theorem. Oh, that's why we need to look at the... That's why most of my book, as a matter of fact, probably about a, a 40% of it, tracks down the domination of man. Now, here's an interesting thing. You try to track down the domination of man and see how we started worshipping the gods, quote... And those gods were pre-flood gods, God, the, quote, sons of man, the gods that came down, or the sons of the true God, the angels who cohabitated with the daughters of men. Uh, the people back at that time knew who they were. They knew that they weren't human. I thought they, they were the Nephilim, not fire. the I thought they were Nephilim, not angels. No, what, now their hybrid offspring was a Nephilim. Hercules was a Nephilim. So was Jesus then. No, Jesus was artificially inseminated. So was Hercules different, then. Different no, Hercules was fathered by Zeus. Zeus had many wives. Mary became pregnant uh, unknowingly. Hence, guess what? She had a UFO visit. Once, once again, uh, once again, we are taking what has been written in a book and assuming that it was artificial insemination, assuming that it was an angel, assuming it was God. How do we know that Mary wasn't, well, a very nice lady? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and the entire thing about the angel was a cover story. 
Okay, let's go. Let's go back. You, you raise good. You raise good points. You raise good points. How do we know it's not? It, it, it's not just a cover story. Yeah. Um. You look at the life of Jesus and, and, and what what he had done. Now, okay, when we don't have his genetic code available, we can't examine hard facts. We can only look at written documentation. Written documentation by a person who recorded this two thousand years ago. So we have eyewitness accounts that spent the time to write it down. From this, we draw a picture. Now, most from the picture that's drawn, we try to live our lives in a proper way. And essentially, the, the teachings of Jesus, even though they were only three and a half years old, they've transcended uh, 2,000 years, and they said a, 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 basically a billion people are Christians on the face of the earth, and they all think that they're worshiping Jesus and God. However, that's not the case. Because again, subversion comes in. If we go back to the gods, when mm-hmm. when Zeus was on the earth, fathering Hercules, uh, the Book of Enoch is essentially a record of this. And it, Enoch had the pleasure of giving them the, the uh, telling them that they were going to be uh, taken off the earth and punished by God. It's a great story. The Book of Enoch is a very interesting read. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there is no, um, no doubt that Enoch is talking to someone not from this earth, someone who is given godly status, someone who does not, did not originate here, but came from another place. You and I have to take a commercial break. Please stand by. Exonation. Peter Kling is our special guest, P-E-T-R-K-L-I-N-G dot com. He's the author of, do you have your pencils and paper ready? Letters to Earth. You can survive Armageddon. I don't know. Last story sounded a lot like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. 
For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. Peter Kling is our special guest, www.peterkling.com. He's the author of Letters to Earth, You Can Survive Armageddon. Once again, his website, www.peterkling.com. Peter, you know, when you look at Greek mythology and you look at Christianity, they parallel. They parallel each other. And, I, you know, Greek mythology, as you well know, is much older than Christianity. And we know for a fact that a lot of Christianity has a lot of pagan rituals and pagan beliefs in it. So when you look at the entire mix over time, the Bible doesn't tell you the entire whole story. The the Bible won't tell you the entire whole story. The Bible is a need-to-know book. Uh, If you tell your side of a story about something, you're telling what you feel is important. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else can witness the same situation, and they're going to tell what they what they feel is important. And you're right. Christianity and Greek mythology follow each other. You know why? They all can be linked back to ancient Egypt. Actually, they go back beyond that. They go back to Nimrod, Ceramorus, and Tammuz. Uh, Nimrod being represented by the Star of Raphan. Ceramorus, his wife, being represented as the Holy Mother Goddess of the, of the moon and stars and earth. Mm-hmm and Tammuz being the reincarnation of Nimrod. Actually, Nimrod was the, was the sun king, or the sun god. He represented himself as the god of the sun. This same basic religion has been taught in Egypt. The Egyptians chiseled it in stone with the story of Isis and the star gods and the, the pharaohs being the sons of the gods, returning back to the stars of the heavens. The same thing is then taken into Christianity. But how? Christianity is put together by Emperor Constantine, basically. He had the Bible put together into a codex. Mm -hmm. And he married the Church of Rome with Christian beliefs. He wanted to make everybody happy. But what happens now, the the Romans, uh, by the way, called Raphan by the name Saturn. And they celebrated the winter solstice holiday, Saturnalia. The Church adopts Saturnalia and calls it Christmas and says, oh, well, it's to celebrate Jesus. Guess what? I don't care who you call, say, who you call Lucifer or by what name you call Lucifer, it's still Lucifer. And if, if you're celebrating his birthday on December 21st, then guess what? Call him whatever you'd like. It's still the celebration of Raphan or Saturn or Lucifer. Jesus was born in the end of September. So, yeah, the church has perpetuated the lie 
the church has perpetuated the same religion that was taught taught in ancient Israel, uh, ancient Egypt down through today. And you know what? All of the, the three main religions have perpetuated the same lie. And look what their symbols are. Uh, Israel ha- has taken the Zionist symbol of the, of the Star of Molech. All right, Peter, you're going to have to hurry up. I've got, uh, Peter, we just ran out of time. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Peter Kling is our guest at this hour, Exxon Nation. Visit his website. It's got a lot of information, www.peterkling.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talk Star Radio Network. Don't go away. Change your vehicle's oil before your summer road trip and save money now with Pennzoil and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic for just $22.95 after mail-in rebate. Save money and protect your engine against sludge and wear with the synthetic oil change. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 